In a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guest every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have with me the wonderful Wendy Sterling from Divorce Rehab. She is a divorce recovery coach and the podcast host of the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast. And I'm just going to pass the mic out to her because her life is full of beautiful chapters. And I just want Wendy to tell us how she transitioned from one to the next. So hello, Wendy, and welcome. Hi, Olga. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. And I love sharing my story because what I have found is that it really lends itself for others to know that they're not alone. And hopefully it will also be some inspiration to those of your listeners who can relate or are in similar circumstances. So most importantly, I want to start out by saying that I do believe that divorce can be the most empowering experience that we go through to create and find our own identities and voices to start living and designing a life that you choose instead of feeling stuck with the one that you're in. And that was me not too long ago. It's coming up on almost five years where I was happily, or at least I thought we were happily married. And, uh, you know, it had been almost 15 years. We have two beautiful boys together at the time they were seven and 10. And lo and behold, uh, there was an evening where we were coming home from a night out and my worst fears and something that you never think is going to happen came true. And I realized that night that unfortunately, My marriage was not as secure as I had thought it was, and I wound up uh, separating from my husband unexpectedly, and it was one of those moments where it's almost like an out-of-body experience, to be honest with you, where something else took over, and that something else was also the gut punch I got when I knew that something felt off that night. And from that day forward, I realized that I had stopped paying attention to my intuition, that I had really lost myself in my role as wife, in my role as mom. I knew who I was. I was in corporate America. I worked in corporate and ad sales for almost 20 years. I led teams. I built regions from the ground up. And yet that night, I realized that I didn't know who was staring back at me in the mirror. And so I really do view my divorce as my wake up call that really intended to show me that it was no longer okay to only see my reflection through my now ex-husband's eyes, but that I got to figure out who I was, what I wanted, what I liked. And so it was then that I began my journey to start figuring that out. And like many of your listeners, I'm sure, I was in therapy, I listen to every podcast out there, including many of our colleagues now. Um, I read every self-help book out there. But what I realized was that, yeah, I was learning about, I was learning things about myself. And I also realized some things from my childhood that really needed some attention that I did bring into my marriage. 
But what I wasn't able to really do was to step into the vision of the life that I wanted to create because I didn't really know who I was at the core, what my life experiences had shown me. And we're talking 40 years of my life where I literally was like, I don't even know who I am. And it wasn't until the universe decided to show me a Facebook post of all things, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways. And the universe showed me a Facebook post from a friend who was a former attorney and she decided to leave her career and become a life coach for career transition. And I had been itching to leave my career for quite some time because while I was really good at it, I just, I wasn't enjoying it as much as I used to. And so something inside of me said, you gotta call this woman. And so I reached out to her and lo and behold, three hours later, um, not only am I signed up for a coaching program, but I also hired my own life coach. And I was so inspired by what coaching is all about, which is really envisioning the life you want to create and taking actions, breaking it down into smaller steps to really be able to embody and become the person that gets to have that life. And so it was really over the next year while my ex and I were separated that I really took this personal journey to figure out who the heck I was. And in that process, not only did I decide that I wanted to file for divorce and that I was done being married to him and that our, you know, the ship had sailed, we had run our course and, you know, our souls were, you know, the mission was over, um, that I not only decided to ask for a divorce, but I also decided to quit my job. And I knew that there was, uh, my whole life, I knew that there was something bigger for me. I knew I always wanted to work with people. When I was in corporate, I loved, I loved leading teams, inspiring them, empowering them to make decisions for themselves. I loved leading meetings, speaking, you know, I loved a room. And so I decided to take all the things that I loved about my career that I realized that's what life coaches do. And so I decided um, in that moment that I had come such a far way in such a short period of time in terms of my divorce recovery that I decided to leave corporate and to form my proprietary five-step program, which is my business. It's called the Divorce Rehab. And essentially it walks people down the aisle of, I do, you know, walking them down the aisle from I do to I did to I'm done. And we do that from the lens of looking at what's possible on the other side, which is really full of joy and freedom and confidence and things you never dream of, but are possible for you. And so I decided, you know, to just follow my heart, trust my instinct, and I haven't stopped listening to my intuition since, um, you know, I'm what is it now? I'm f almost five years on the other side and, you know, my boys are thriving and, you know, it's just, you don't know what you don't know and you get to ask for support. And that was something that I was really nervous about because I, I'm a strong, independent, bold, type A personality woman. And, you know, to me, asking for help was a weakness. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my divorce recovery is that asking people for help is actually a strength because you can't be expected to know everything. And if you're gonna hire an attorney and you're gonna hire a financial planner, why wouldn't you hire somebody that's been through this process too? And so I realized the importance of having somebody on my side, of having people who understood what I was going through. And I personally, three years ago, didn't 
didn't see that. It wasn't something that I was exposed to. And so I made a commitment to really create what it was that I was missing, that I knew was crucial, that I intended to create for myself. And then I, I do that now for my community. Which is incredible, the transformation. <laughs> and I, I wanna remember everybody what you just said at the beginning, divorce can be a truly empowering process. So no matter what you perceive that you are, like, yeah, I'm the mother, I'm the full-time spouse of somebody, look what you created. And in a very short period of time, because a lot of our women, I, I work mostly with women, I presume that you too. Yes, uh, they do. come to us saying, this mountain is too high, I can't climb it. And I said, okay, tell me why. And they'll say things like what you just described, which is almost identical to my situation. 15 years of marriage, two beautiful children that you obviously do not want to harm. And your entire identity, it's wrapped around this person and all the roles that you've acquired. And yeah. I said, well, yeah, so I climbed that mountain. So did Wendy. And you nailed it when you said, we asked for help. And to me, it was the exact same process. I don't know how long you stay in what I call the limbo of divorce, which is the should I stay, should I know what is going to happen, yeah. all the fantasizing that yeah. we do about all the terrible scenarios. But it wasn't, I was in there for like three years. And it wasn't until I hired my life coach which I wish there had been divorce coaches when I did it, but there weren't. But that was at least the closest that we could get to that because it, that my, my, my life coach did the exact same thing. We created the life that now we're living. We just yeah. took small steps and we had to go through that burden process, which is divorce. Yes, it's painful. Yeah. None of us are going to sit here and say, oh my goodness, we're going to have a party through this process but it's doable. And I love that you can be an example because sometimes people feel like, well, maybe you did it, but that's just unique about you. And it's like, no, look at Wendy, look at all the yeah, others. Well, and, and I'll tell you, and you know this too, like nobody talks about it, right? Because no. you're so full of shame and embarrassment. I mean, it, it took me two weeks to tell my parents, mm. two weeks. And it wasn't because it was my own fears. And of course, when I told them, they were so upset that I had waited so long that I was in pain for two weeks without them. And, you know, at the end of the day, more people get to share their stories. Like, I love that that's the foundation of your podcast and what was so fascinating or why I was so drawn to, to want to be on it because we don't share enough of our stories and you think you're by yourself. And yes, all of our stories, there's some similarities and I forgot how similar ours are. Um, there are similarities, but at the same day, we're all riding the same roller coaster of emotions. And, you know, I don't know about you, but like so many times I hear, you know, when you're making strides forward, something happens, you get triggered and then everyone decides like, oh, like, all the progress I've made is gone. And it's like, no, these are actually, I consider obstacles to be detours that are taking you in the right direction of what your healing path is supposed to be. And unless you have somebody like Olga or me or any of our colleagues, like unless you have somebody guiding you and telling you it's okay, we're, we're, you know, we're now shifting in this way, you're on the right path and something else is coming up that gets to be healed. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because there's something else that you haven't focused on that you get to work on. I find you, myself and all of our colleagues in the, in the space, which we're working so hard to spread this message of it's okay, remove the shame, the guilt and all the other emotions. But I feel like we are coming to this, like I, 
I have a feeling that this is how the therapists of the beginning of the turn of the century felt when they were trying to explain to people, you need therapy. And I was saying, right. you need a divorce coach. Like I'm mesmerized right. that we will pay so much money to have a fitness coach that it's just going to tell us how to do an app. I mean, there's no rocket <laughs> science behind that right. and how to yeah. eat properly. But here we're talking about you could be making the biggest mistakes of your life. And I know that for many things, ignorance is bliss. When it comes to divorce, ignorance is very expensive. And I'm just yes. talking financially, emotionally, yes. where you could be left with the trauma. It's very important. We need that guidance just to deal with the emotions of divorce alone. Forget about the legalities and the logistics, which I've always said, I have a master's degree. And when I started reading what I had to do for the divorce process, I was like, Oh my God. Overwhelm. <laughs> beyond overwhelm. And don't even try to Google it because then you'll be like, you say, you'll just be so discouraged and you'll be like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Let's stay in this unhappy marriage. It's, it's not worth it's all easier. this. <laughs> it's easier. But it's easy what we're after. And I don't think that the world that we're living in right now, it's made for comfort and easiness. And I think that what we just went through in 2020 showed us that, that like you reminded us that night that you came home and you felt my marriage is not safe. We just saw that our entire world can collapse in a minute. So sometimes the universe will play these little tricks on us just to guide us in the right direction. And if we don't listen to the whispers, it'll start getting stronger until we find a situation where we have to move forward. And in your situation, now looking back at the Wendy, the, like I say, the BD and the AD, the before divorce and after divorce, do you think that you could be living the experience, the consciousness, the creation that you live every day now, if you had still been married? And you were a very successful person, beautiful marriage on the outside and all those things. Do you think yeah. that you could still be your aligned true? No, not even close. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> that's an easy answer. I mean, <laughs> You know, to be honest, I, you know, it's really funny because I tend to, I tend to uh, get two by fours whacked over my head from the universe. That's how I, I list, I used to listen. Right. And what's so interesting is that, you know, I stand here today and I see my divorce as a gift. It literally happened for me. It was at the time I was devastated. You know, I also, my family doesn't live here. I live in Southern California. My family's in Northern California. My ex-husband's family is all here. Um, you know, it's not just that I lost my marriage. Like I lost my entire family. This was not, I was ready to stay in this marriage for the fear of all of the unknowns that happen when you realize that the person you're with is, you know, not the person you thought the marriage isn't what you thought. I call it the Facebook facade of what social media painted of who we were. And had I not been through the, the discovery, literally discovery process, rediscovering myself because of my divorce, I wouldn't be here today. It forced me to start taking responsibility for the way I showed up. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what the story is. Marriage takes two people. It is two people. You get to clean up your side, not theirs. They get to take responsibility for their choices and how they showed up. 
But what I realized was that not just in my marriage, but in a lot of places in my life, I wasn't showing up and taking responsibility. I was a really good finger pointer, as many of us are. And it, it really forced me to start understanding what taking responsibility looks like. And also in doing that, I realized how poorly we communicated with each other. I, right? I mean, I didn't, I grew up, I love my parents. My parents are amazing. I'm super close with them, but I didn't have a family. Number one, English was our second language. Um, you know, I'm first generation born in this country. And so my parents did the best that they could, but communication was very, I knew like four feelings, right? And there were all these other feelings that got lumped into. And so the other gift of my divorce, aside from finding myself, part of finding my voice was really learning how to be a really good communicator and also having the confidence and standing in my power of my thoughts by using my voice. Because what I did in my marriage is I would have... So many people I know do this too. I'm sure you, I'm going to assume you did, but I would, I would have these conversations in my own head based on something my ex-husband, you know, would say or do. And I would like, like spin. And then all of a sudden I would like lash out and he's like, wait a second. Like, how did we just go from like, whoa, like back up, rewind, like, you know, and it's like, but you should know, like you should know. But then, and then we lash out about the dishes, which wasn't yes. what it started that whole it has, process. Exactly. Yes. The littlest thing, or, you, yes. you know, and so again, these are tools that I didn't have that had I not been through my divorce, I, I wouldn't be standing here today. And the last thing I want to say about that too, is that, you know, so many people are like, oh, why did I marry this person? Da, da, da. Why didn't I see this? And it's like, because it wasn't time. And I will tell everybody listening, like my, I love my boys. I know Olga, you love your, your kiddos too. Like my kids are my world and I get to look at them and know that they are everything that was great in my marriage. They are a product of the love that we had when we were together. And I wouldn't trade anything or anyone for my two boys. And so anytime I look at them, I, you know, and it, it, and I wasn't there in the beginning, trust me, not even close, but over time. And as again, you, you work with, you know, your team of people, right. Specifically your divorce coach, like you have to have gratitude for, for where, what you've been through, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't have propelled me to leave corporate, to start my own business, to, start paying attention to my finances. You know, I was not super aware in that world. Like it really forced me to start getting similarly, right? You got this education. I had 20 years of corporate experience and there was so much that I just turned a blind eye to and never again, you know? And it, it was a disservice for me. Like, I love what you said, like ignorance is expensive. Damn right it is. It's very expensive. It's very expensive and I, please, nobody take offense with this, okay? We're not saying that it's your fault being ignorant. Correct. We do a fantastic job, especially in our society to say, you know, we're in a partnership. One of us will take care of the finances. Exactly. The other one will take care of whatever, the children or the carpooling, whatever. And, and we split these responsibilities without realizing that this is a skill 
that it needs two people, two individuals to take care of it. And that no matter how in the dark you are, you can always learn how to do it. I mean, and I know that, I don't know about you, but now I'm passionate. I have my apps with my, all my finances. Me too. And it's like, it's I a check game. it every day. I'm like, what's going on today? Like, absolutely. But you, but I don't know about you, but like, it scared me because I didn't know. So I just turned a blind eye to it because I was like, well, he knows and it's to- it's it's all good. And then all of a sudden it's like, he's out of the picture. Like, I remember I had to lease my own car. Like, no joke. I would never leased a car by myself. Like I literally went from college to like, I got one of my parents' old cars and then I got married. And then it was like, we, I had that car forever. And then we had to lease a car. I, I didn't lease my own car in my name until I got divorced. Like, and I feel silly saying that out loud, but I know I'm not the only person. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to tell you. I asked, my, my divorce was awesome and we had a great relationship. I asked my ex when we were divorced to please go to the dealership, choose the track that he knew that I would like, get all the paperwork done. And then I just had to come up and pay for it. I was like, I don't even want to have to deal with anything. Please help me with this. And he very graciously did. Same thing. I was like, I don't want to have to deal with anything. Please, you do it. Right. And, and that's where we go back to the whole comfort zone. Yes. It is scary to move away from that. But it also gives you powers. Like now I can walk into any room and be like, okay, even if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out. And what you were saying as well before about communication, I have news for those who are in their first marriage, unless you took a class, which they do not exist, so I'm pretty sure that you didn't take it, on how to take care of your marriage and how to learn conscious communication, negotiation, how to learn forgiveness, letting go, you have a very little chance of succeeding at this job. Unless you you may be in your marriage and then you're working on that, kudos to you, but otherwise, know that that may have to to happen with your divorce. And I look back, to the time when I was studying about all of this also for my certification. And I remember almost pulling my hair out and go like, I wanna go back to my ex and apologize for all the times that, like we say, you know, we lashed out at them. I'm not saying that that wasn't valid. It was just that I was trying to express feelings and emotions in a way that the, the communication just didn't match the outcome that I needed. And that's where I feel that we gain that superpower. If we do divorce in the empowering way that we are talking about, you learn how to do this, you come to your, to your next relationship and you're a master communicator like you know that you're not gonna have to deal with all that shit that happens with conflict that didn't need to be there I know I tell my boyfriend all the time I'm like you are getting like the greatest shiniest version of me like if my ex-husband knew who I was today on the way the level that he did in terms of my communication he would just be like who are you and where are you coming from right and And the upgraded version with a new software Totally. But, you know, again, I just want everybody who's listening to understand this. And Olga, I know you agree with this, is that we didn't just pop a pill and get here, right? I wish. <laughs> right? I, we would both be gazillionaires if that existed, right? <laughs> we would have figured that out. You know, but we, we invested in the time, we invested in the work, we invested in the coaches because we were committed yeah. to wanting to shift. And, you know, I hear people say to me all the time, well, I'm in my fifties, I'm this, I'm that. It's like, that's your story and you get to change your story. And 
I wouldn't trade anything, you know, back to kind of one of your original questions is like, I wouldn't trade anything in the world for what I've been through because now where I'm standing, I'm like, I got to put in the hard work to shift because I wanted it badly enough. It's so much easier to cave and, and just go back to the way things you, you know, go back to who you used to show up as. And what is that going to cost you down the road, right? You wonder why the second marriage divorce rate is so high. It's because people don't invest in doing the work. And I was like, hell to the no, like, I am not going to get myself into that position again. And, you know, the next time I decide to get married, like, if I decide to get married, right, it's, it's going to be with the right person, but also with me knowing that I'm the best version of me and that I can show up authentically in my marriage. I wasn't authentic in my marriage. I was literally, ever. I saw myself through his reflection. Like, here's a good story. I'll never forget the year after we separated and I was having dinner with, my parents came into town and they asked me, they're like, where do you want to go to dinner? We want to take you for din- to, out to dinner for your birthday. I had no idea what my favorite restaurant was. Why? Because we always, it was always my ex-husband's favorite restaurant. My mom's like, well, where do you like, like, what's your favorite place? And I ha- I just started crying because I was like, I don't even have a favorite restaurant. Like, that's how, that's where I was. And that's how lost I was. And today, I mean, this woman, she takes charge, she <laughs> plans, she knows what she likes, she knows what she doesn't like. And when I don't like something, I know how to communicate it in a way that I'm actually being heard. And that's the difference. I didn't know how to communicate to be heard. I thought the louder I was, the, that, that people would hear me. Yeah. And it's not the louder you are, it's how you go about communicating to somebody. And I didn't understand that. Yeah. And that's a huge distinction that we, we have to add that caveat. And I said, it. you know, if you choose to do divorce in the empowering way, then you will get these superpowers. If you choose to do it, what I call the old school divorce, the really litigious, combative, you hate your ex, your lawyer's going to hear all about it and charge you by the minute, that you're not going to get any of these superpowers. You're actually going to dig yourself deeper into that victim mentality, into that creation of chaos and that's going to continue through your co-parenting relationship and every single relationship that you're going to engage in so once again that's what we say use divorce as the opportunity to just go in there do the inner work it's the best time because you're going to be so distraught so your world is going to be so upside down that why not just go in there and clear all the emotional traumas do all the inner work like we said it's not easy it's not comfortable but it's worth it. And there are two women standing here to tell you it is. And we have a whole army of women behind us saying, please, we need to share these stories. Because that was another thing that why I created this podcast, because I think that we've only shared in the past the bad stories. And it used to be really horrible. I agree. Divorce, you couldn't have a coach even 10 years ago. Yeah. It used to be like you have to find somebody with fault. So that was a story that was true but it's not anymore. And that's what I want everybody to understand. It doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to. No, and I mean, at the end of the day, your kids deserve to be in happy homes, even if it means two separate ones. You know, my boys, of course they're sad. Their dad and I are not together. And they also are so much happier being in two different homes because their dad is happier 
and their mom is happier. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't have moments where, you know, I get, I think about it and I get sad that life ended up this way. Sure as heck wasn't something I predicted on when I was given taking my vows, you know, on our wedding day. And at the same time, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful to every lesson I've learned along the way. Um, you know, and, and I think that a lot of times we just want to skip over the pain. How many times have you heard clients say, I just want it to be done. I just want it to be done. And to be honest, of course I felt that way. And looking back, I'm so grateful that I allowed myself to feel through everything that I went through because I wouldn't be the healed person that I am today. Avoiding feeling is what's going to keep you stuck. Mm, we're gonna leave it with that one because that one is golden everybody that is thinking about divorce just write that one down and look at it every day because it's so true you're gonna have to feel all the feels sit with them and they'll pass they always do it's, it's just a process they just want to be heard seen loved and then you can let them go so oh my gosh Wendy amazing talking to you you know that I always have two questions for all my guests so I it's do. your chance to tell us where is your next great chapter heading to my next great chapter is heading to a literal chapter <laughs> um i've always wanted to write a book and it's something that um you know i've had a, it's interesting because i've had a lot of ideas of how and what and you know i had all these preconceived notions of what i thought it would look like and I had this epiphany about, oh gosh, when was it? It must've been like a couple of weeks ago. I just had this epiphany all of a sudden where, and it's still in the works, everybody, and I'm in the process of writing. However, I had this epiphany and it's something that no one's, you know, it's something that no one's talked about, but it's also unique to my own healing and process. Um, so yeah, my dream of being an author, honestly, a published author has been a like a childhood dream of mine. I loved reading as a little girl. I thought it was really cool when, you know, you would be at the library and they would have authors come and read their books. And um, yeah, so for me, my next chapter is author. Best-selling New York Times author. Why not? Let's Obviously. go there. <laughs> no, that's happening. That's going right in yeah. front of the title, so, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> that is congratulations. And I want to give you a yeah. huge shout out. I'm actually just putting the finishing touches to my book, sending it to the editor yes. at the end of the week. And I have to tell you, within that we climb mountains, everybody, please write a book. You will have to, this is where the inner work comes out to play because you're going to yeah. have to play. I mean, we'll talk after this conversation is over, but I it's quite the process, but I find it so rewarding and I, I can't wait to put it out there. Hopefully help the world. I say, doesn't have to be a best selling, like, you know, in terms of list, but I just want it to be a life-changing book. Like even if five people buy it, five people that get help to go through their divorce in a way that like we're saying makes them more powerful make them yes. super badass ladies like you are so i'm sending all the positive energies we're gonna have to talk if you need any help i'm here mamacita thank and you, thank that's you. amazing and then the world where do you see the world's next great chapter to be honest it's my mission so the world's next great chapter is 
getting rid of the stigma around divorce from one of shame to empowerment. Yes. Done. Let's do it. I'm behind your cause. That's it. Let's let's stop being this taboo, this shameful thing. It's a beautiful rite of passage. So let's honor it. Yes. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Oh my God. Wendy, this has been amazing. Where can everybody find you? And please do find her, especially if you're thinking about divorce. She's an incredible soul. You've been in this space for a while. You know everybody and you, you have the methodology. So where can everybody find you? Absolutely. Well, the best place to find me, honestly, is my website. So wendysterling.net, W-E-N-D-Y-S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G.net. I am also on Facebook. You guys can search me up as well as my free Facebook group, which is the Divorce Rehab. I too have a podcast. It's called the Divorced Woman's Guide Podcast. You can take a listen at my episodes that are on there. I'm on Instagram, Divorce Rehab with Wendy. And, you know, I always offer everybody's support as I know you know all of us do in this space because you don't know what it is that you necessarily need given where you are and as Olga said I am super connected in this community to all different types of resources so you can connect with me either through my website or you can go to contactwendy.com and I'm happy to set up a call and support you in whatever resource it is that you need um, to take your first step into your next chapter. That's terrific. We'll have all the links on the description for this podcast. So thank you so much, Wendy. You're beautiful. Thank you. Wish you all the best. I love you. Thank you so much, Olga. It's an honor to be here and I loved our conversation. Thank you so much. And to everybody else, aloha and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I just love hearing from you. You can also follow my journey on my Instagram account at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes. See you next week.